Hello, and welcome to the Faith Church Podcast channel. We exist to reach people and connect them to God and others. If you would like more information about Faith Church or would like to schedule a visit sometime, visit our website at www.igotafaith.com. We can only do what we do because of the generosity of our Faith Church family. If you'd like to contribute to our ministry, you can do so by visiting our website at www.igotofaith.com and hit the giving tab. Or you can text the amount of your contribution to 84321. Both of these options will send you to a safe and secure server. Your giving is much appreciated. Good morning. How's everybody doing? All right. It's great to have you here this 4th of July weekend. Hope you guys have had a great great 4th of July already. thought it was supposed to rain yesterday. Ended up being some beautiful weather. And uh, so I get to get up here this morning with a little confidence because Pastor Steve and I won a little championship basketball game in the pool yesterday. So we're here the victors. So that's going to help me in some in some preaching, I told uh, somebody, I said, listen, if you put us on the same team, it's not good for you. If you put us on opposing team, it's free entertainment. So listen, I'm so thankful and honored to be able to, uh, man, communicate and be able to be up here today. Uh, as Pastor Steve said, my name is Ryan. I'm the student pastor. And uh, man, I'm so honored. Pastor Steve, thank you again, man, for the opportunity. I've had two incredible services. And I know you guys got some extra sleep, you got some extra energy, you got some food in your bellies, and y'all going to help me because I'm a youth pastor, which means I like some communication. So it's going to be a great day, but uh, man, I've enjoyed this series, Weights. Anybody else enjoyed it so far? Like, man, I have loved it. I've loved the practicality of it, just how, uh, man, really the truth is none of us want to carry any weight. None of us want to carry weights on our shoulders, and uh, really after carrying it a long period of time, it just kind of gets really tiring and you know, so man, just the truth that God does not desire for any of us to have weights on our lives, and I've loved it. And uh, this morning, I thought really to kind of start things off, I'd share some of what some of my favorite quotes, maybe that Pastor gave us, or just some lessons learned over the last two weeks. Um, the first week uh, for Dad Fest, Pastor Steve actually talked about the weight of sin and shame. How many of you have ever had any weight of sin and shame on your life? Come on. And uh, man, I just remember going over that, and really one of the things he said that really got to me says. Uh, Guilt and shame are powerful. Can anybody testify to that? Like the enemy can run you off track, run you off in the ditch or anything else and with, with sin and shame and just causing it to be kind of a difficult thing for your life. But guilt and shame are powerful, but not enough. Somebody say not enough. It's not enough to disqualify you from the race from which God has qualified you for. Man, I thought that was such a great word. Uh, really, pastor gives nuggets every week. I call them nuggets. I don't know what you call them. He calls them one things. But really, we want to give you something that you can take out of here that you can just repeat to yourself, look in the mirror and say to yourself and really allow God to use that to, to push you into kind of the next level in your, in your walk with God. And uh, so I love that one. And then last week, he talked about the weight of offense. And I don't know about you, but I've been offended a lot of times, but I've also been offensive. And I'm just here to tell you, I needed that. And uh, man, I thought there's such good stuff in that. But one of the verses or one of the quotes he had is, bitterness has a growing root with a poisonous fruit. And I started thinking about times in my life where I've been offended and I didn't deal with it. And I didn't, I didn't give it to God. And I didn't let God take the weight off of me. And because I didn't, there was all kinds of other things that came behind that where I was hurting people. I had hatred in my heart. I allowed division in my heart. And I just, man, I thought if somebody would have told me that a couple of years ago, I'd have been a lot better off, you know? And so I just thought that was such a great kind of word for the day. And so really just kind of, uh, as I'm up here, I'm a visual learner. So like I need like pictures. I need somebody to draw it out for me or give me an example. Some of y'all are like, yeah, me too. I'm glad y'all are nodding. The second service is like, Okay, but anyways, so uh, one of the things I was thinking about 
is uh, if I'm God and I'm up in heaven and I've given my people freedom, I've called on my sons and daughters, I've told them, hey, listen, I died on the cross for you, but also resurrected to give you life and give it to you the fullest, but yet we choose to carry around all these weights, I'm frustrated if I'm God. If I'm looking down, I'm going, man, I never meant for you to carry that. I never meant for you to go through that. I didn't mean for you to carry it that long. And I just, I can imagine God getting frustrated with us. Has anybody ever felt like God got frustrated with you? Because I definitely have. And so, man, I just was thinking about that. And I was like, man, there are so many things in my life that's frustrating. And so I thought I'd talk about that for a minute. Some things that if I could avoid, I would. Is that okay if I share some of those? So like, uh, how many dads are in the house? Any dads? Okay, granddads, you're out there. So, uh, well, if you're a dad, you're a granddad. But anyhow, so like there's this place real close to here that, uh, that like I, if I can avoid it, I will. And uh, if like I'm, I get a pass to not have to go, I'm on the pass. I want the buy. I don't want to go there, right? Because uh, if you go there, there's loud music. There is uh, cheap food. There's all kinds of germs and some cheap arcade games. Like I'm telling you as a dad, if I can not get on the van or not ride the bus there, I'm out. Not to mention the creepy little mouse that stares at you the whole time you're there, right? Anytime you look up, there's this like robot mouse looking at you. I'm out, right? So Chuck E. Cheese, anybody ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? You ever took your kids there? Yeah. And so I was just thinking, man, I, if I could avoid Chuck E. Cheese, I'm going to do it. But the truth is I need to go, right? Because why? Because my kids like Chuck E. Cheese. They will choose a $1 toy from Chuck E. Cheese over a $30 toy at Target. And I don't understand it. And it's okay. It's not for me to understand. But the truth is you're going to spend $30, all right? If you've ever been, you're going to spend a lot of money to get a cheap toy and some cheap food. I don't understand it. If I could avoid it, I would. Another thing, man, that I think if I could avoid this, I would definitely do it. It can kind of be frustrating. Uh, if you're a dentist in the, in the room or you're a dental hygienist, we love you. But the truth is we don't like coming to you. Amen. If I can avoid the dentist at all costs, I'm going to do it. Nobody wants to go have your teeth drilled on and beat on and your mouth open for 35 minutes and you just have to sit there the whole time. I don't need to pay you to tell me what I already know, right? I know I need to floss and I know I need to brush my teeth. Amen. But the truth is like, if I could avoid it, I will. But really, in all reality, I need to go. Why? Because if I don't go, I'm going to get a cavity. I'm going to get a root canal. My breath going to be stinking, right? Y'all know what I'm saying. So the truth is, if I could avoid it, I would, but I got to go. If I could avoid Chuck E. Cheese, I would do it. But me going, I'm my kid's hero because I let them go and I eat their cheap food and all that and their salad bar. How many of y'all are salad bar fan? Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, good. All right. That's not in my notes, by the way. Another thing, if I can avoid it, I'll avoid the boss's office any day of the week. Anybody else with me? Come on. Listen, I just want to say this. He is as intimidating as he looks. He really is that. When he, thank you. When he, somebody's testifying. Hey, when he calls me and he's like, hey, I need to see him in my office. I'm like, uh-oh. You know, it's like, this is not good. But the truth is, nine times out of ten, if I can avoid it, I will. But the truth is, usually when I go there, he's giving me something to help me. He's giving me something to develop me and strengthen me as a leader. He's going to talk to me about the thing that I don't want to talk about, but he wants to talk about to make me a better leader. So this morning, I don't know if you guys are with it, and you're probably thinking, what does this have to do with my relationship with God and weights? This morning, we're going to talk about the weight of trials. And the truth is, everybody in this room, everybody in this room, if I asked you, you would say, hey, I don't want any trials. I don't want any difficulties. If I can opt out, if I can get a bypass from any trials in my life, I'm, I'm on that train. I don't want any trials in my life. But the reality is, we got to go through them. 
Amen? The reality is that we have to, God wants us to go through them because he's working something in us. And so this morning as we look to this, I just want to kind of just talk about a few things, but really kind of the tagline for this entire series. Some things make you and some things break you. Over the last two weeks, I think we've talked about things that break us. We uh, allow sin and shame into our life. It separates us in our relationship with God. We allow offense in our heart and we get offensive to people and we, we allow our hearts to get bitter. Listen, I believe that causes some break in our relationship with God and relationship with others. But when we talk about trials, I don't think that really breaks anything, but that makes something. But the truth is when, when we look at our trial and we look at our difficulty and we feel the weight of what we're carrying, it's a kind of a big mountain, isn't it? When you're going through, anybody ever been through some difficulty in the room? Come on, church. So like when we're looking at these things, it feels like this huge mountain that I'm never gonna be able to climb. I'm never gonna be able to get over. And the truth is when you're in the trial, you feel vulnerable, you feel weak. You feel like I don't have a purpose. You're kind of curious, God, what are you doing? Where are you at? And why am I going through this? But the truth is like God, God's doing it for a reason. And there's a reason it happens to us. And I wanna talk about that. I wanna talk about the weight of that this morning. In John chapter 16, verse 33, Jesus says this. So when Jesus says it, we should lean in. We should lean into what he's saying. And Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's talked to them for a while up to this point. I mean, he's given them all kinds of like good things. In John 15, he says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. Guys, if you'll remain in me, I'll remain in you. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Then he even tells them, listen, by your fruits, People will know who you are. So like Jesus has given them all this good stuff. He turns the, script, he turns the page, kind of flips the script. And here Jesus gives them some not so good news. Right here he says, guys, here on this earth, you will have many trials. Somebody help me. What's this say? You'll have many trials and sorrows. I can imagine being one of the disciples and being like, hey, Jesus, like you're supposed to be the encourager. You're supposed to be like the one that always has like the encouraging word. You're supposed to always smile and just say, guys, it's all gonna be so good. Like, why are you telling us this? And I think maybe for a moment as I'm thinking through this, why would, why would Jesus tell them this? Why, why would he tell them that you're gonna have some difficulty? And uh, they're probably going, hey, Jesus, what's the good news? I just wanna say this. I think the good news is that he gave us a warning. I think the good news is Jesus said, hey, they're coming. You need to get ready. I think the good news is Jesus didn't leave us just saying, hey, listen, when it gets to you, you just got to deal with it. But he tells the disciples, look, let's look at a couple more verses today where, where we see this. James, Jesus' brother, he says something very similar in James chapter one. He says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles, somebody help me, of any kind, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. That's Jesus' brother saying that. So we see trials we see troubles of any kind. Romans chapter five, the apostle Paul, I love this chapter. It's literally one of my favorite chapters in the entire Bible. And the apostle Paul tells us that we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. So now we have three apostles telling us about problems and trials, three people that have already addressed the issue. Right here, Simon Peter is gonna get in on the action. I just wanna show you the Bible so it's not my words, amen? It's God's word. And right here, first Peter, he says, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you're going through. Anybody been through some fiery trials? Come on. So Peter's saying, listen, guys, like, don't be surprised because here it is. Don't be surprised as if something strange is happening to you that's abnormal. So we've got a warning from Jesus. We've got a warning from James. We've got a, 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 an awareness from Paul. We've got Peter telling us the same thing. I just want to say this this morning. As a believer, 
as someone who's been at this for a while myself, like there's been days in my life where I've had trials. Uh, there's been days in my life where I've had difficulties. And, the que- and the, really the question this morning is not uh, if it's ever gonna happen to you, it's when. If you're not going through a trial, you need to get ready because God's about to take you through one. Why? That's the question. Why do we gotta go through it? Why do we gotta feel the weight of this? And I pray this morning that, man, God will give us some freedom in this as we kind of talk through some of this. But uh, really, they come in all shapes and sizes, don't they? Like if you've ever been through like a really big trial, you remember that. Like it's in your head, I remember going through that. If you've been through kind of a small trial, it's like I gotta work through it, get through it. They have different weights on them. Some are really heavy on your heart maybe a loss of a family member. And then some are, are, are really maybe not as heavy, but it's still a difficulty, amen? There's still different. So there's, there's weights and there's sizes, but the truth is we're gonna go through some trials. Uh, I started thinking about, I was actually talking with Pastor Steve uh, yesterday, and then I was having a conversation with my dad uh, on Friday just about how long I've been a Christian, how long they've been involved in their church. My mom and dad attend a church in Decatur, Alabama. My dad's a deacon. My mom works in the church, but I remember when like God saved me, I was going into the seventh grade and my mom and dad were not involved in church and now they both are. And it was just, we were just talking about how good God is. But I've been a Christian for 18 years. I know I look old, amen. I know I look old and my my hair's gray and everything, but like I started thinking about, God, you brought me through so much. And maybe this morning you're sitting there, you can think about the, the moments when you gave your life to Jesus and you can think about all the trials, all the circumstances, all the tribulation, all the struggles that you've been through, that God's brought you through so much stuff. And man, I just started thinking through some of that and uh, I thought about just some things I've, that I've went through. That way this morning, I just want you to know, I'm not up here saying my life's been perfect. I've never struggled. They're like I've, I've actually had things hurt. I've actually had difficulty. And so I'll share some of those uh, this morning, man, I, I've really, I've uh, buried both my grandfathers. Uh, one of my grandfathers died of leukemia and one of my grandfathers died of cancer. And I remember the hospice coming in. And if you've ever been a part of that, that's not a glamorous thing. It's a difficult thing. Like I've been through that. Uh, I had a, in the 10th grade, I had an uncle pass away in a house fire. He was too drunk to get out of the house. You're talking about a difficult, sudden death to have to deal with. Like I went through that and still had, you know, Jesus in my heart. Uh, I've, I've been a part, I had a front row seat at watching a church split. I had a front row seat at watching the church government not, not rule the right way and really hurt people and throw rocks and stones because of some people that had fallen into some sin and shame. And that hurt to see that. I, I've been lonely before. I've had money struggles. And uh, my wife and I, we've dealt with a miscarriage. So like, I just want everybody to know that like, I'm not up here talking about trials as if I don't have a clue. I know what it means to have trials of any kind. I know what it means to carry, you know, the weight of of difficulty. But the truth is that I also can stand up here and say that I serve a God that's good. I serve a God that's faithful. And I serve a God that, listen, you might be in a trial, but that don't mean you have to stay there. Come on. And so as we talk about that, yeah, you can applaud the Lord. As we talk about that, I just ask God, I said, Lord, as I get ready to share this, I just pray you let me feel some, maybe some trials that's in the room. And maybe today there's some of you uh, and, and, you know, if we have 2,000 people on our campus most, most weekends, like there has got to be some marriages that's hanging in the balance, some people that's thought about really signing the papers, or maybe you got served papers this week for divorce. And like, that's a heavy trial and you're, you're getting ready to go through that. There's a way to that. Uh, maybe you got some bad news this week of somebody in your family. The doctor gave you a bad report. Uh, we had a, one of our elders, his, his wife, um, she just posted on Facebook that her sister 
has not got a real good report and they're praying and believing God for some great things. But like these things happen and wouldn't it be good if we just kind of had a flare go up in the air and say, get ready, get ready, a trial's coming. But the truth is we don't. There's some of you parents in here this morning, you're praying for your kids, you're praying for your grandkids, you're asking God to just grab hold of their hearts, transform their lives. And really the truth is it hasn't happened and it still feels and looks like a mountain and you're carrying the weight of that. I just wanna say this morning that like, God never intended for you to continue to carry that weight. God never you know, intended for you to just hold on to that because regardless of what the world says, listen, God says something different. And, and the truth is this morning that there's a second, there's a second part to the verse. There's a, there's a second chapter. There's a second half to the game. The game's not over with just troubles and trials. Come on church, like there's a but God in this story because Jesus didn't die on a cross you know, to forgive us of our sins. He didn't just resurrect for us to carry these trials. He, he did that to give us power, to give us authority, to give us the opportunity to see what he's doing and how he's moving in our life, that we don't have to stay where we are. We can move forward regardless of what this life throws at us. And we get the power to do that through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so I wanna say this like this this morning. If you have nothing working against your faith, you have nothing developing your faith. If you're not willing to have something work against you, then you're not gonna grow. You're not gonna have anything to develop you. And uh, man, I, I was thinking about that. And really, I would just say this on the kind of right here in the, in the middle of the message that like, if I could opt out of the thing working against me, I'll do that. I will opt out every day of the week. Lord, I don't want the pain. I don't want the hurt. Is anybody with me this morning? Like, if I can get out of this, let me out. If I, don't want, if I can, you know, keep from shedding some tears, God, let, let me get out of that. Lord, if, if there's a way that I don't have to deal with a family member being sick, then Lord, just heal them right now in Jesus' name. Like, there are things in our lives, some things that we don't even want to mention with our mouth, that if, we, if, we, if God just let us out of that, then nothing would ever happen. We wouldn't develop. But the truth is God sees what we can't see, amen? He knows what we don't know and he has a plan and all he's asking us to do is to continue further and keep moving forward. And uh, man, I, I saw this, I, I like this verse, or this, not verse, this quote. God didn't cause the test, but God will always use it. Anybody testify to that? Like God didn't cause it. There's things in my life that like, that has developed my faith that I caused with my own selfishness, with my own insecurities, with my own ability not to have discipline in my life. Come on, like I caused it. And because I caused it and I can look at it and say, I did that, but God, you brought me through it and you've developed me. And now I have an awareness and now I can see what you're doing and how you're working in my life. That's just what God wants us to do in our faith. He doesn't want us to stay where we've always been. He wants to move us forward. And that's good news. That's good news. There's a second verse right here. I wanna read this again in John 16. Here on this earth, you'll have, somebody help me again, many trials. We're gonna have many trials, but take heart. Somebody say, take heart, but take heart because I have overcome the world. So Jesus didn't just say, hey guys, you got some trials coming your way. Jesus said, hey guys, you got some trials coming your way, but take heart, be of good cheer. Don't worry about it because I, Jesus, I've already overcome it. There's good news in that. If you're in a trial this morning or you're about to go through a trial or you just came through one, there's good news in this that God has already overcome anything that you would ever face. Jesus is saying this with like some confidence, man, he's speaking with some authority to the disciples. And uh, I was studying this verb in the Greek and this is literally what it means when he says, because I've overcome the world. Jesus is saying, hey guys, you're gonna have some troubles in this life, 
but take heart, be of good cheer because immediate victory is impending on your behalf. He's saying, listen, go ahead. It's all right to go through trials. It's all right to go through difficulty because help is on the way. Because I, Jesus, victory is yours because of who you are in me. That's good news, church. I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care what any of us have to ever carry. If we'll let God have the victory in it and we'll just place it at his feet, I promise you it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. And so Jesus is saying this and the reason we can believe this is because we serve a faithful God. We serve a God that's been there, that will be there and has always been there. We said it like this the last few services. Like we don't just sing that we thank God's good because it's a great song. It's got a great melody. I sing it because I believe it. Amen. I sing it because I know he will never let me down. Even when I choose to, to do the thing that I know God doesn't want me to do, God still brings me through it. He still develops me and he's never let me down. I've been a Christian for 18 years. Some of you have been a Christian much longer than that. And I promise you, God's never let you down. He's never let you down. So there's a second verse Every one of these scriptures, we're going to look back at them. James chapter 1, Jesus' brother got something to say to us. He says, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Why should it be joyous? Here it is. For you know, this is important. You have to know. You got to know what God's doing, how God's led you to it, how God's going to lead you through it. It's really important in your mind. It says, for you know that when your faith is tested, anybody's faith ever been tested? Come on. All right, y'all hang with me. When faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Listen to this. I like this part right here. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed. I'm looking forward to that day when I got all kinds of endurance and I can keep moving forward. When God's made me stronger than I've ever been. When your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. I'm looking forward to this day. Like if God right now would say, you can have the trial or you can have perfection, what you're gonna choose, Right? You want perfection. And God says, listen, you're never gonna get it unless you're willing to go through the trial. You gotta go through it. You gotta go through it. Look at this. The Apostle Paul, again, my favorite chapter in all the Bible. You're gonna see why. When we, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials for we know that they help us. They know that they what? They help us. They help. It doesn't feel like help. It hurts. It's difficult. God, I get mad at you. I don't understand it. You, I get confused. I'm in seasons of drought and weariness. I don't understand it. How does it help us? Check this out. It helps us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Does anybody got a confident hope in Jesus in God's house this morning? Is that not what we're here for? Is that not what we gather together for? Because we believe in the cross and we believe in the hope of Jesus and we believe that one day he's coming back to get us and he's gonna take us home to be with him forever. That's what it's all about is our confident hope of salvation in Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. That's why we sing songs. That's why we, we go on mission trips. That's why some of you parents checked your kids in at, at the kids department today because they're teaching your kids about the hope of Jesus. That's what it's all about. That's what Paul says. If you'll just keep moving forward. And I like this part. He closes with this. He says, and this hope will not lead to disappointment. And that's good. That no matter what you go through, no matter what you face, no matter the difficulty that's in front of you, no matter what the difficulty is that might come upon you soon, this hope in Jesus, it will not disappoint. And I can testify to that. And I know many more of you could come up here and you could testify to the fact that God never let you down and he's never, he's never left you by yourself. And, and even when it felt like you had no hope, God still brought you through it. 
Even when it looked like there was, there was no, it's not a pretty picture at all. It hurts. There's family all in, in you know, everybody's distraught. You don't, you don't understand. There's all kinds of questions. God, why would you do this? I'm serving you. I love you. God says, listen, I'm developing something in you, a strength of character. And guess what? I will not disappoint you. That's good news, church. That's the kind of God I want to serve. That's the kind of God that I want to sign up to be on his team. So this morning, I found this quote, trials and tribulations in your life, they don't build character. They reveal it. When you're going through a difficulty, listen, you're not the only person that's watching. You're not the only person that gets to see it. The times in my life where I've struggled the most, the times in my life where I've, when I'm, I'm going through trials and tribulations, like I, the real Ryan comes out. Y'all know what I'm saying, right? The real me, the real faith. That's, that's the moment that people get to see. Do you believe in what you sing? Do you believe in what you read? Do you believe in what you give your money to? Because that's the truth. So God says, listen, I'm, I'm gonna give you this trial and I'm gonna develop you and I'm gonna bring you through it because I'm developing a character. I'm strengthening a character in you. And listen, it's gonna be revealed for everybody to see. That's kind of that moment where it's like, maybe I'm not meant to carry this weight. Maybe I'm not meant to keep this in my life all the time. Trials and tribulations. So the, the apostle Paul, somebody knew something about trials and tribulations. I wanna read this because I, I don't wanna miss any of it, okay? I don't wanna miss any of what the Bible says that Paul went through. Uh, this man, so again, he gave his life to Jesus. He was persecuting the church. And in uh, Acts chapter seven, we see that like he had a, a a transformation. He was on the road to Damascus and like God intervened and spoke to him and immediately called him. The Bible says after, you know, he followed through with some obedience that like he immediately began to preach the gospel, like he was on fire for God. And these are some things that he went through. So don't feel like you're in it alone. These are some trials and some tribulations. So when he writes that we can have a confident hope, he's writing from this place. But listen, he had been beaten. He had rocks thrown at him. He was shipwrecked abandoned, left alone, imprisoned with nobody to talk to. He was always on the run because of his faith. There's even places in scripture where like the people tell him, they're like, hey, Paul, you might not wanna go to that city because they wanna kill you. Apostle Paul was like, listen, for me to live is Christ that dies gain. I'm on my way, baby, right? So like, this is just his faith. But like, I have to believe in my heart that Paul says, listen, I've been through some stuff but I promise you, my God's never disappointed me. He's never let me down. And I've still got a work to carry out. And I still got some developing to happen, some strength of character to happen. And I'm going to continue pressing on. Amen. That's what the Apostle Paul is saying. And then he pins this. I love this verse as we kind of close today. Paul says, and we know, again, it's about us knowing. He also writes in Romans 12 that it's about renewing your mind daily. That's an act of worship. You can do that. You got to know and we know that in, somebody help me, what's it say? All things. all things. We know that in all things, God works for the good. God works for the good of those who love him. Anybody love Jesus today? Come on. He's working for your good, for those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Well, how come it don't feel good? How come it, it hurts? How come I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with things? Because I'm just telling you that you can't, you're not God and you can't see what he's gonna do and how he's gonna use it. But the truth is, he's gonna use it. And Paul says this, we know that in all things, listen, I just wanna say this this morning, all things, in every sickness, in every cancer, if there's one thing our staff does every week that we wish we never had to do ever again is we pray for people in our church that has cancer, some of your family members, in all things, God's working for the good. In, in fatal car accidents, God's still, in all things, he's working for the good. 
in calamity and you know, maybe you lost your job. Listen, I promise you, my, you God, my, God didn't cause it, but listen, he's going, he's going to help you through it. In all things, God's working for your good. This morning, as we kind of get ready to close, I, Pastor Steve asked me a month ago to uh, really do this message. And I thought, I took in my notes that he asked me to talk about sin and shame. I thought that's what I was going to talk about. And I thought, that's, that's no problem. Well, he said, you need to talk about trials. I'm like, nobody wants to talk about trials. Everybody don't want to talk about that. And I thought, God, why would you ask me to do this? And uh, so as I said earlier that my wife and I, we have been through some things before and uh, I've been a Christian for, you know, several years now. And uh, I started thinking about just probably one of the most difficult times of my life. My wife had a miscarriage and uh, I was serving a church in Russellville and we had just had our son Dalton and life was good. How many of you, when you have your first kid, life's good. Everything's fantastic. Like I'm the best daddy in the world. Like it's all good, you know? Like I'm serving God. My youth group's growing. I'm, I'm going on mission trips. Like God's doing a work that only could be described by God and everything's good. I'm like, this youth ministry thing's easy. Life's easy. We're gonna do this the rest of our life. And one morning, man, uh, after we found out she was pregnant, she woke up, had some back pains. And I thought, well, I'll rub your back, you know, or we can just take it easy today. And man, next thing I know, man, just like that, just like that, she has a miscarriage. We go to the doctor and the doctor gives us the news. And I'm telling you in that moment, it was a mountain. In that moment, I, there was not a word I could say to her. There wasn't a word she could say to me. I didn't care what my preacher said. I didn't really care what the Holy Spirit was trying to say in that moment. Is anybody else with me? It hurt. It made me mad. I got upset at God and I didn't understand it. I said, Lord, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm doing everything I can to serve you. I'm, I'm, I'm serving people. I'm working all day at the church and I'm going to the football field. I'm hanging out with the football team. I'm doing everything I can do. Why would you do this to me? And I just remember that as I was getting ready for this, God just took me back to that moment. And I remember kind of one night, everything just shifted for us. We were at a, a, a youth service and I, I felt really like somebody in the room was just carrying some hurt. Maybe if you've ever stood in front of a room full of teenagers and never felt the hurt of that, I challenge you to do that. There's a lot of hurt in our teenagers world right now. A lot of it that's not their fault. It's inflicted on by other people. But I, I was just praying and I said, man, somebody in this room tonight, you just need to give your hurt over to God. He wants to set you free of that. The Holy Spirit wants to come there where you are and minister to you. When I said that, like God was like, it's you. You ever had that moment? Like it's you moment. And man, I just broke down. I cried. Heather was in the back of the room and I ran to her and cried. And like literally for a long time after this happened, we didn't talk. Our relationship wasn't the same. Like it was just weird. Just this hole in our heart. You understand what I'm saying? It's just a difficulty. And I thought about that. And then two months later, we get the opportunity to go to Uganda, Africa. And, uh, Man, I just thought, that's what a youth pastor does. You get on a plane, go fly with a bunch of people, go to serve missions. But when I got there, we worked at an orphanage that entire week. 10 days, we were at an orphanage in Uganda, right outside the, the capital of Kampala. And while we were there, that was the place. That was the moment. That's where God spoke to our hearts and said, hey, you guys are gonna adopt one day. And this moment happened and in the, you know, you're thinking all the paperwork, all the financial sacrifice, all that stuff. But God put it in my heart and I was reminded of what Job said in the Old Testament. He said, Lord, you give, you take away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And we just kind of leaned into that. And I just want you guys to know that 
God is faithful. I want you to know that He'll see it through to the end. It might not look good right now, but if you'll continue moving forward, allow God to strengthen your character, God will make some big things happen in your life. I'm here to tell you today, this is the faithfulness of God lived out right here for our family. She's actually here, right here, asleep right now. I'm not, I'm not telling you the story to say anything about me. I'm telling you the story to say something about God. I had a hole in my heart that nobody could fix, but God did it. He developed something in me and through me. I was able to give him the weight of all of that. And he said, hey, listen, that's what I died on the cross for. That's what I resurrected for because I don't want you to carry that. I don't want you to, to deal with that. I want you to trust me. And when we did that, man, it, all, it made all the difference in our lives. It made all the difference in our family. And now Dana Sophia Mauser has the opportunity to live in the country, the home of the brave and the land of the free. She has the opportunity to confess Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, not just, not just a prophet. Amen. She, gets, she has the opportunity to confess the name that's above all names, that has no rival and has no equal, who's the beginning and the end, the author and the perfecter. I'm here to tell you today that God is not going to leave you in your trial. He's going to bring you through it. And if you'll believe Him to do it and you'll have the endurance you need, God will do some big things in your life. He will not disappoint. Amen. He will not disappoint. So today, I know there's a lot of hurt, a lot of trials, a lot of difficulty in this room. And two weeks ago, man, two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to lead my seven-year-old to Jesus. He'd been asking questions. Literally two of his friends had got saved before him. And I'm thinking, I'm the youth pastor and he's supposed to get saved before them and lead them to the Lord. But two of his friends got saved, one of the little, a little boy and then a little girl. And, and they were talking to me and we said, hey, let's pray for Dalton. Let's pray that God will bring him to this moment. And I got to lead him to the Lord. And uh, he prayed, he prayed the prayer. He believed it, had tears in his eyes. And I said, uh, I said, buddy, how do you feel? It's kind of something I say to a lot of people after they pray. And this is what the Lord told me. And this is what he said. I said, Dalton, how do you feel? And he said, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I just wanna to say today, some of you, you're here and you're in your trials or you just come through your trials and you don't have answers, you don't have the, you don't have the answer to why you went through it. I just want you to know, God wants to take some weight off your shoulder. That's what he's here for. That's why we have a confident hope in Jesus. And if a little seven-year-old can get it, I promise you we can get it too. And so men today, I just wanna pray for us. I know there's a lot of needs and there's a lot of people in this room hurting. And I'm not gonna to pretend to know every trial and every situation, but I promise you God knows it. So with every head bowed and eye closed, if you're here today and you've been through some difficulty in your life, some difficulty in your marriage, maybe you just don't understand why God's put this on you and why the weight of this is there. Maybe you're like me and you've self-inflicted some things and you've caused some real difficulty in your life by choosing sin and choosing selfishness and you just kind of feel stuck. I'm just telling you today, God wants to take that weight off of your shoulders. He has overcome the world. And so today in faith, if you're just ready for God just to come right there where you are and minister to your heart, would you just lift a hand and God's just gonna just take some weight off your shoulders all over the room. Just keep your hands up just for a minute. You're not, keep, don't, you're not, 
putting your hand to me. This is to the Lord. God, I surrender this to you. I'm tired of carrying it. I don't want the weight of this anymore. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All over the room, so many hands. Listen, let's pray and let's just ask God to just do what only he can do. So Father, we come this morning and we thank you, Lord, that you're faithful, that God, you're faithful to see it through to the end, that God, no matter what we face, that God, you're there, no matter what our hearts feel and the weight that's on our shoulders, God, you're faithful and you will not disappoint. Lord, I pray this morning for maybe the parent that's here, their kids are not serving God. I pray this morning for the family that's just got some bad news. I pray for the family that's afraid of the news that's coming. I just ask today that Holy Spirit, you would do only what you can do. God, you would mend our hearts and you'd take a weight, you'd take worry, fear off our shoulders, God. We trust you and believe you, God, for bigger things. We thank you today that we can take heart in you. We thank you today that you, Jesus, have overcome the world, but you're not so selfish to overcome it on your own, but God, you give us the opportunity to experience that as well. So I ask in Jesus' name right now, God, you do only what you can do. And everybody said, amen, amen. Let's honor God. Let's honor what the Lord has done this morning.